Welcome, this is the Change Creator Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast show. This is your host, Adam Force. I uh, hope you all had a good weekend. It is Monday here as we do this. And um, if you missed the last episode, it's with Maddie Martin. And it's a great conversation. We talk about, you know, really enhancing your marketing strategy. And, you know, there's money left on the table uh, when you're not using the, the latest, like, AI and messenger technology. So we kind of get into all that stuff and some of the pros, the cons, and different ways to go about it. Uh, but it's a really great marketing channel to start exploring um, and that could become a whole new revenue opportunity for you. So you might want to check that out with Maddie Martin when you get a chance. Today we're going to be talking with Emily Hirsch um, and she has been blowing up lately. She is a marketing expert. So she's she's one of the leaders in digital marketing on Facebook right now. And so Hirsch Marketing is her company and I've kind of been watching her for a while now and we're doing some work with her actually. So she has built a team now of 25 plus people. They might be close to about 30 people now. And they have worked on over like, I don't know, six, seven, I forget how many, like hundreds of funnels and stuff for some big players out there, major players. And their ad spend, I believe, is over about 25 million. And they had a return on that spend of like 90 million plus. Um, So they really know what they're doing. They've had lots of great success. Hence, they have been scaling pretty quickly. Uh, So we were excited to talk with Emily. We're going to dig into the Facebook world and how they're doing what they're doing. She is going to share some tips uh, that would help you guys out um, no matter where you are uh, as early stage entrepreneurs. Last but not least, guys, um, we just stop by changecreator.com. We have a lot of fresh content. Um, if you're into the Shopify, if you have a Shopify store or if you're using Magento, uh, we recently put up a lot of content around those things um, to help you guys out because we've been hearing uh, a need for it. Um, and, and there is a, a, a program called Shogun that we, uh, one of our writers did a deep dive on and we got access to their, their back end to explore the software and stuff. And it's a Shopify page builder that is super powerful. It also provides analytics that uh, Shopify does not offer. So when you can start customizing your Shopify product pages and all that stuff, you can really enhance the conversions and things like that. So if you go, it's spelled S-H-O-G-U-N, Shogun. So when you go on our website, you could search for Shogun. Uh, we have a ton of articles that we talk about to give you guys insights on how that all works, see if it's the right fit for you. Um, you could start with the Shogun review. Um, and we compare it to a bunch of other softwares and stuff like that. So really valuable stuff and for the e-commerce space. So you can check that out. And we're going to dive into this conversation now. So um, one last thing I almost forgot. If you go to changecreator.com, we have, it's not available on the site, but you can get it. I'm going to tell you just through this podcast, there is, the, if you want to start, we are, we're really into storytelling and we believe, you know, this is, this is your number one marketing asset and it truly, truly is. This is what makes you memorable. It's what adds value to your products. It's what connects with people, builds trust, all these things. So we are helping people supercharge their marketing with uh, storytelling and there's some key things we share in a free offer just to give you that first step, give you some insights and ground you in storytelling uh, for your startup, right? It's all about marketing and sales. And you can go to changecreator.com forward slash storytelling roadmap 
and you can grab your free copy um, and check that out. I think you guys will get a lot of value out of it. And um, yeah, we'd love to hear your feedback about it too. Don't forget to stop by the App Store. Leave us a review. This goes a long way and we very much appreciate it. Let's dive into this conversation with Emily and see what she has to say. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Emily, welcome to the Change Creator Podcast show. How are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being here. Uh, excited to talk to you. Um, you know, I've been following your team and you for uh, about six months now, and it looks like you guys have been doing some exciting stuff. So why don't you kick us off just letting us know what's going on in Emily's world these days? What's the latest? What's the greatest? Yeah. So I run uh, a marketing agency that specializes in Facebook and Instagram ads. Um, I've had my company for really about two and a half years of growing a team and growing an agency, but four years in the online industry and helping people with marketing. Like most entrepreneurs, I started out just me and then have grown a team um, for the last two and a half, three years and um, now have 25 employees and we serve over 60 clients in specifically the influencer industry. So so a lot of people selling digital products, but also physical products and e-commerce, but they usually have an online brand, online presence, and are looking to have this holistic approach to their marketing. So improve that visibility and that brand awareness. And then also, of course, generate leads and sales. So that's what my team and I do. And I have a lot of fun um, with the leadership piece of it and, and learning how to manage a team has been is a huge part of what I yeah. do now that I'm kind of out of the day-to-day of my business. So mm. yeah. Awesome. I love that you got yourself out of the day to day. Um, gives you time to go talk at conferences and do all that fun stuff. Um, yeah. I'm curious though, you know, in the earlier years, obviously we all start out with ourselves, a co-founder, a small team, and we have to build things up. Um, what has been some growing pains for you uh, as you do expand the team? I mean, now you have 25 employees. Um, that means, you know, you're working with a number of, uh, a larger number of clients and you want to make sure that your values and your processes stay intact. So how did you start managing that as you grew? Yeah, I mean, it's constantly I'm working on it. Honestly, I would say like every month we have projects around improving our processes and auditing and looking at what we could do better. And um, I always, uh, my mentor, Alex Sharfin always says like your business is always broken. And so that's something that I've had to embrace is like, it will never be perfect, but I always can work to be improving it. So, you know, growing a team, I had the biggest thing I learned um, when I started growing a team is the importance of process and actually the importance of slowing down to document and create really solid training materials and expectations so that you can bring somebody into your company and actually set them up for success. I really didn't know what I was doing when I started growing a team. Like I knew how to hustle and grow a business myself. I'm like always been an entrepreneur. I have that blood in me, but I did not know how to grow a team. I had never done it before. No one had taught me. Um, So there's been a a lot of learning around it. And I'd say the biggest thing I learned is that importance. And sometimes you have to like slow down and actually go through a a phase in your business where you maybe can't take on as many new clients and you're not in that acceleration and growth phase, but you're in that like stability and let's fix everything that broke as we grew, you know, the last quarter or something like that. And so that's been a huge learning curve. It's like that slow down, build out the training and also expectations for people so that when they come in, they're set up for success. Yeah, I love that. I mean, it totally makes sense. And we always say on our side, slow down to speed up because, right? So like you're setting yourself up to move forward and it sounds like you're taking all the right steps. So 
you said you had a, a mentor, so you found it to be valuable to have yourself surrounded with some people that are helping you out throughout the process. Yeah, for sure. Especially people who have done what I was trying to do and what I am trying to do, you know, finding people who have built bigger businesses or managed bigger teams or done where I'm going, like that's very helpful because they have perspective that I just don't have. So I really found my first mentor when it became time for me to grow a team. And I kind of call it like when it became time to create a real business and like have a real foundation and real process and employees and all of that. um, That's when I really sought out a mentor because I didn't know what I was doing. And so I definitely needed, you know, outside coaching and support and guidance around that. And still today, like that's what I use that mentorship for. Yeah, it's pretty amazing when you get into those types of uh, relationships. Um, you don't realize how valuable it can be until you actually experience it. Um, like we work with Caitlin. I don't know if it's Batcher or Botcher. I don't uh-huh. know, if you know her, and uh, she's been super awesome. And we just went to one of her like mastermind summits. And you know, like you said, it's people that are doing things that you do, and it's such a significant difference in the experience and the value you get when you do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah, it's powerful. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, Facebook. I mean, that's your, your primary focus, obviously, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Um, what got you into, you know, just becoming an expert in that space? Yeah. So my story is kind of random. I started as a virtual assistant actually like five years ago when my son was born. Um, I'm young. I became a mom at 20. And so I started my company just out of like, okay, I need to figure out some work that I can do while I take care of my baby. We didn't want to put him in daycare and and we couldn't afford a nanny. So that was my motivation. And so I kind of fell into then this like online world and found people, you know, creating these digital businesses and courses and influencers. And so at first I was helping them with their marketing, but actually like the systems and the back end and doing more like tactical work as a virtual assistant. And then I had the opportunity to start doing Facebook ads for them. And so I really am a lot self-taught. And then the experience of actually like trying something, oh, that worked, that didn't work. And then continuing to improve my skills. And even today, like my team, as I've grown, like it's our experience that is our superpower because we have this like Intel and experience and in marketing, that's how you learn with Facebook ads is like you try something and like you see if it works or not, and then you can go more that direction or less that direction. And so that's how I started. And it was just me. Um, You know, I was just a virtual assistant. So I had these clients who are like, just try it. You know, like we don't know what we're doing and we can't afford an agency yet was really like the level they were at. And so I had this opportunity to go in and like do all the ads myself and I would take courses and podcasts. And what's cool is some of the podcasts I used to listen to, to like learn Facebook ads are our clients now. So it's like full circle of these huge influencers that we get to work with. But that's how I started out and then got to a point where that's all I was doing. And I was full time. I had like 10 clients that I was managing on my own. And then I had to decide, okay, do I want to stop here? Do I want to grow a team? And I decided, you know, I I definitely want to grow a team and keep growing. And that was kind of the start of the agency. Mm, Yeah. I mean, it's a big decision, right? When you're at that pivotal point and you decide to, because, you know, expanding into an agency format is very different. So it sounds like it's been been pretty interesting for you. And, And how are you feeling about it now at this point? Yeah. I mean, I love it. I love, um, I love where I'm at now, not in the day-to-day because I get to have just a different perspective. Um, You know, we have team meetings with my whole ads team where they talk about, you know, strategies that are working and not working. And when you have 60 clients and we manage about a million dollars a month in ad spend, it's really cool, the intel that we get 
you know, we have, and I get to kind of sit at the top and be like, oh, that's cool. And, you know, know these strategies, but I'm not necessarily like loading ads and doing that tactical work, which is fine, but you know, you can't grow a huge company doing that. So, um, I, I really enjoy it. I, my brain definitely naturally thinks in a marketing sense. And I have a very unique way of looking at um, a funnel or a customer journey. That's really about like relationship building and value for your audience and customizing it for your audience. And I think that's one of the reasons my company's done so well is that like natural ability I have to view marketing in that way. Um, But I love it. And then the team building is a challenge, but at the same time, one of the best things I do because Mm. it's also the most rewarding to see a team working so well together and coming together um, to do great things. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And and how do you translate um, what you are very good at when it comes to testing ads and the process to your team now to stay consistent? Yeah, so we have a, a really extensive training program for anyone new who comes on our team. Um, it's actually built like in ClickFunnels, like a course that they go through. Oh, so cool. yeah, we have a, first of all, a very extensive hiring process. They have two interviews and a test and they go through like a lot of steps to even get to be hired. Um, so that's like the first thing we built that was very important for us. And then we have a training program they go through. It's like a whole course. It's like a 30 page workbook. They spend the first couple of weeks, like just doing that training program. And then they go through a shadowing, like test exercise portion. Um, So we have a really huge system, which I think is why I've been able to scale. I've almost 10 ads managers now. So two like full um, ads teams and my, this same mentor actually said to me a couple years ago, he said like, you know, you're in the business of marketing and serving clients, but you're also in the business of like creating really good ads managers. Yeah. And the faster that you can do that and do that well, like the better your business will do. And that was like a really eye opening moment for me because I realized a lot of my priority actually needs to go into how do I train? How do I bring people in, teach them my systems and then spit them out on the end that they can go serve clients. And the, the faster and more efficient I can do that, the better I can grow my business and serve clients. And so that like became my focus. And so we're constantly updating our training and, and building it out and re- like we're actually going through a revamp of it right now. So I'd say every three to six months we have to update it. And then we obviously have ongoing trainings for our existing ads managers too. That's like a monthly, keep them up to date. Um, And also collaboration is super important. Like I said, like these ads managers have so much intel and experience that they don't even realize. So leadership's job in my company is to bring them together to be like, talk about it and help each other out based (laughs) on what you're doing. And so we do that weekly on the team too. That just brings like strategy ideas. Yeah, I love that. And I I just love the steps that you're taking in that pivotal moment of you need to build quality ads managers. um, That is an eye opener when you start just kind of shifting that perspective. And it kind of that says so much for where the business can go, right? So the better they are, the better the business will be, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, So I guess I'm curious, you know, we're, we're, we're on the line and people listening are, you know, in their first few years of business um, and everybody starts to play with Facebook ads. I mean, at some point when you're ready to scale to a certain uh, level of income and revenue, um, you kind of need to get into the paid ad space. And yeah. 
I'm just curious, you know, not everyone's ready to bring on an agency team, just like you're, when you were a VA, they said, right. and I'm curious, what are just some ideas of, you know, I think people get really lost <laughs> in all the options out there. Yeah. I mean, even just starting with like, you know, f- making sure like you're targeting the right person or a group of people, how many interests and, yeah. you know, how many tests do I run on different images? How much is, do I run $50, $1,000, yeah. like all these things. And it's just kind of like, paralyzes you. (laughs) It's super overwhelming for sure. Yeah. And there's no, and the problem too, is that there's no, like, here's the formula. And if you do this, it will work. Like it's going to vary for a lot of businesses and then their audience and then their offer. So, um, you know, if you're, if you're in that place where you're not ready to bring on an agency, but you know, the next step is to test some paid ads. I I definitely have, um, some advice, which the first one is that people always jump to that paid ads before they have like a really solid foundation. And so make sure that you're like very clear on who you're targeting and not just, you know, interests like targeting in Facebook, but like, who is that person? And do you have that idea of that person so you can speak to them and target them on Facebook? And then do you have at least a strategy that you're confident enough to go test because you don't want to just start boosting posts, right? And like, okay, let me see how this works. Like you actually, you need to have something that you can measure if it's successful or not. And then you can spend some money and get Intel back. Was it successful or not? And one thing I always say is that, you know, marketing always works if you are willing to go through that process of, you know, create a strategy, create metrics that would measure that strategy's success, spend money testing it, and then get that Intel to figure out what's wrong with it. And then just kind of repeat that until it's working. Um, And as far as, you know, budget to start with, like, and, and targeting, you know, there is no one, that's the problem is there is no one size fits all advice that I can give. But I do, I do have some, I mean, if you can get a hundred people through your funnel or you can, you know, get at least some, some metric that's above that, even, um, you'll be able to get that data and then make decisions. And I think you also have to be okay with failing. Like you will spend money and lose it (laughs) and that's okay. (laughs) And when that happens, you have to just know, like I'm actually on the right track because I now know that that doesn't work or that that messaging didn't resonate with my audience that I put this out. And that's, you know, that's actually like part of the process. So don't see it as you're failing, see it as I'm just going through that process and I'm trying, you know, getting to the, to the other side. Yeah. I, and I think that's important. That was a tough lesson we learned, you know, a few years ago is, you know, we have to pay, when you have a new offer, you have to pay for data. So, yes. you know, you might put in, you can end up spending several thousand dollars just to keep iterating and getting data. And it sounds like you're, you're saying the same thing. Yeah. We, I call it buying data, like in the first 30 days of testing an offer, like you don't know, you, you have to choose a budget that you're okay if you don't make the money back right away, basically. <laughs> and then you go do that and you see how it works and then you go fix the holes and you do it again and you just keep repeating that until it's working. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, just a little feedback, something I did hear you say once. um, I don't remember where I heard you say it, but it's stuck in my brain. It is that it's not a matter of um, if marketing will work, it's when. (laughs) Yeah. And I always love that little tagline. And I think it's such a powerful statement because people, um, including myself, I've done this where you get, you get panicked and stressed out and you get anxiety when things aren't working for you. Um, and just like you said, you have to look at it as like, you're buying data, you just learn something. Um, so like when you get into those panic modes, it's like, it, it think people turn everything off and they, then they stop. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and really just viewing it as a process instead of, I'm just throwing this out there and hoping it works. Like it is a process. And if you look at marketing as those steps of like, I buy that data, I see how it works and then I figure out what's not working and then I fix it and I do it again and you just keep doing it. It is a matter of just when will it work for you? Not if it will always work as long as you're willing to go through that process as many times as it takes to get it there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, no, a hundred percent makes sense. Um, I'm curious now since day one, do you know, have any idea of how many clients in total that you've worked with over the years? Um, I don't, but I do have a metric that we've run traffic to over 900 funnels. We do track that metric. Um, and I think we're at 18 million total ad spend managed and over 90 million of revenue generated. So we track that monthly, but it's definitely over a hundred different clients because we have almost 60 active right now. So over the years, probably 150 plus clients that we've worked with um, over the last four four years, if you count me, but we do track the other metrics of funnels and then um, ad spend managed and revenue generated every month in a report that I put out. Yeah. Yeah. Now tell me a little bit about, you got two other exciting things going on um, as far as Facebook. Um, Why did you create the course? Yeah. So I, um, obviously there's a lot of people who are not ready to work with us yet one-on-one as a a client um, with our agency. And so I wanted to, for a year to create this course, because I feel like we have such amazing resources from tracking sheets to audience insights to, you know, swipe files of copy. And then of course our strategies, I knew I wanted to create something that really doesn't exist because we're in the trenches doing it and teaching it, you know, and there's people who just teach it, but then they kind of lose sight of it because they're not doing it anymore. And so I knew we could create something powerful and I sat on it for a while because my agency wasn't in a place where I could put all that time and energy and attention into it and build it and build the funnel. And like, you know, focus is very important. So it it took me a while to create it. Um, but I want to have, I wanted to have something out there that could serve those people who are more at that level of, they need to learn how to do it themselves and buy that data and they're not ready to hire, you know, necessarily an agency yet. And so that's why we created the course. It's very driven by my team and what we do every day for clients. So my team teaches part of it. There's a live support component of it that my team, you know, goes to mm-hmm. weekly calls to answer questions. People come and screen share their ad account um, to get advice on it. And so it's just a level of support like down the step from one-on-one clients that I needed, I wanted to build because I felt like we had resources that nobody else had um, out there to be able to, to share. Interesting. And are you planning on staying focused on the Facebook, Instagram space? Are you planning on trying to break through some other social media platforms? Yeah, I definitely want to expand. I just haven't been able to make the decision to have the bandwidth to do it yet, (laughs) but um, probably Google or YouTube, at least in our agency side, I would like to expand to offering that service um, and building out a department that can do that. So it's in the plan when we can do it without breaking everything. Yeah. I mean, that's, I guess it's a pretty big step considering what you're doing just with Facebook. It's like building another company. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like, it would be a whole new department. So it's also an investment too, because you got to build out for the training and everything. And, you know, I knew how to do Facebook ads, but I'm not a Google and a YouTube ad expert. So it's a little different experience than how I built this arm of the business because I built all the training Mm. and everything, you know, so um, it's on the radar. It probably will be towards the end of this year or next year when we do it. 
Interesting. So tell me a little bit about just strategically, again, speaking for our audience here, who's kind of playing around with these things and something like your course might be really valuable for them as well. Um, And I'm just curious, you know, if people are testing out ads and things like that, is there anything about Facebook they should know? Um, Meaning like you want to, you want to give it like several days before you really call it a test. Like what qualifies it as a statistically relevant test? Yeah. I mean, a few, like with just an ad itself, usually 24 to 48 hours will give you a lot of data on that ad in terms of like, is it getting clicks? Is it getting action on the actual ad? But then with a funnel, like if you're looking at your entire strategy, I usually say at least a hundred people need to go through it. So let's say you have a webinar or something you need a hundred leads to really go through and that's still on the lower end. That's like minimum. But you know, if you have something that's a thousand dollars that you sell an average sales conversion is like one to 2% of total people who signed up for your webinar. So unless you get a hundred in, you're not even going to really know if you've got a sale and if it's converting. Um, So for your whole strategy, that's usually what I say. I mean, if you can get a thousand, like that's way better, but that usually takes a little bit. It depends what you're running traffic to. Um, But the more people you can get in the whole funnel and the whole journey is actually like more important than the ads. The ads you can tell within a couple of days, um, are they getting clicks? You know, what are those metrics and, and what do I need to fix about the ad itself? But the funnel is actually the harder part to get that to convert. Gotcha. And, and I mean, so people, I, and I, I like the big picture of looking at the entire funnel, but if you're trying to figure out ads that are for, you know, a lead magnet to the funnel or direct to the webinar or retarget, yeah. whatever it is, I mean, is it, is, is, do you qualify something in the sense of like, I put $50 on it for two days and I could just see if it's being picked up or not, or does you need at least a hundred I mean, I know every category and audience is different, but I think people get stuck on, right. like, I'm going to do $5 tests. And I'm like, right. well, I don't know that that's yeah. going to tell you much. <laughs> no, $5 won't tell you much at all. I mean, I think 50 to 100, you could at least see if you're on track. Like that will give you at least a cost per click. Like is the ads getting clicks and did it get some conversion to a lead magnet or a webinar? Mm-hmm. Um, your goal should be like for a lead magnet, we see an average of like $1 to $5. It depends on the industry industry. And then webinar we see from like three to $8. So a lead or a registration. So you can look for that and, you know, spending a hundred, you should at least get some in. So, you know, if you're at least on the right track with audiences and your ad copy and those components. Listen, you get us to to $3 for a webinar registration, you're going to be my new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, we, we've got, we've got some even lower, but I don't, you know, say it because then people think that's the standard, <laughs> yeah. but it all depends on your industry. Um, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I think that entre- I've noticed like some people are like, Oh yeah. I had someone in uh, our mastermind group. They're like, Oh yeah, I'm getting a 40 cent uh, conversion right. on, you know, a lead magnet. It's like for a very specific art, like industry yeah. space. Or a like, lot of times like the health and wellness industry will yes. convert really cheap lead magnets, but that doesn't compare when you're targeting business owners. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. different. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it gets way more expensive. I was super pumped when we were at like $6 for a lead magnet <laughs> conversion. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, um, awesome. Well, um, yeah, I think and one of the I had another question on top of my mind. I just uh, lost it about um, where you were going with things. Ah, it might come back to me. We'll see. Um, so I guess right now you have this book that came out, and I was just curious. I want to just hear a couple thoughts on you know your 
I'm actually curious on two things. One, just tell me a little bit about what the book's about and why you, why you created it. But two, I'm always curious when people create books in the entrepreneurship space, how long it took and what your process was like. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, you'll like this. So yeah, I wrote, my book is called Ignite Your Impact. Um, it's written for the audience that buys the course. That's really who I wrote it for. Cause a lot of our higher level clients won't read, you know, necessarily marketing books. They have it hired out. So we, I mean, some will, but it was written with that in mind, uh, for people for the course. And it's, a, it's in depth about our, my process basically is the core of the book, the Hirsch process, which is five steps. Um, and I, I've always wanted to write a book, but I actually end of last year joined a program where the goal was to write a book and it was a really cool process. So I actually wrote the actual writing piece was two and a half days. So I wrote it all like very fast. I went to Hawaii with my friend and we both wrote our book um, during that time. So it was super fun. And the way we were able to do that was we pre-planned everything. So that was kind of the key is we had a very clear idea of like who we were writing for. Um, We had all the chapters planned out and the content that was going to go in them. So then you just sat down and you wrote and you, you know, got through like three or four chapters a day and you just had this schedule. And so I was able to get it done pretty quickly from when I decided I was going to do it to being done. And then obviously it had to go through publishing and creating the cover. I mean, we self-published. So there's a lot of steps you don't know about like formatting a book and like an ISBN code, which I didn't know what that was until like a couple weeks ago. (laughs) So, you know, I had to do that, but um, you know, I wrote it to to get my process out in another way for people to be able to consume it um, through reading it. So yeah, I mean, that's exciting. I see all your puzzle pieces coming together. So I I hope it feels good. I mean, it looks good. <laughs> yeah, it does feel good. I can't, I actually haven't gotten a hardcover of it yet or a paperback of it. Like it's coming. <laughs> yeah. But I can't wait to actually have that because that will be cool to be holding, you know, finally. Yeah, it's a feather book. in your cap. I mean, all yeah. this is a feather in your cap. And <clears throat> so congratulations on all the progress and, and things that you have going on. Um, I think one last question that people might want to hear, uh, especially for the entrepreneurs in our audience who are, you know, six figures and maybe they do want to hire out Facebook ads. I know I sure as hell don't like managing Facebook ads. So the question is, um, you know, maybe just tell people a little bit about the process and like, how do you validate people? And are there companies that sometimes you don't take on for any reason? Like, how do you know someone will have success with you or not? Because I'm sure you want to make sure anyone you work with that you get good results, right? Yeah, we, um, Yeah. I mean, you've been through it, our application and talking (laughs) to our team. Like we do have a pretty extensive process and, um, of just getting people through just the application and then talking to our team about their business. We won't take anyone on who doesn't go through that process because like you said, we want to make sure that we can help you. And so, um, people that, you know, wouldn't be a fit is, is one like the level, like if they, let's say that you're, they're at a, place where they're like, I can spend a thousand dollars a month ad spend. I mean, it doesn't make sense to hire our agency and pay a management fee and then only spend that much like on ad spend because we can't make you the money back. Right. So that's one thing we're looking at. Um, Also, how much have they sold of their offer? Are they clear on who their audience is? Are they clear on the messaging piece? Because we can, we help with the strategy and we create great messaging. I mean, I have a creative team, but yeah. we have to, they have to have a solid idea of who they're trying to go after and what they're trying to sell that yeah. person to yeah. before we can come in and do our job. Um, we have a couple different packages. So we have like 
people who come in and they've already sold a ton and they're at a higher level of business. And then we do have one that's like for testing and buying data, um, but still done for you. So we have those options, but really they have to have a very clear offer. They have to be able to spend the minimum as two to $3,000 a month in ad spend. Um, yeah. yeah. And then pay our management fee to make it worth hiring us basically. So those are the big things that we're looking for is like, do they have that clarity so we can do our job? We also really look for collaborative um, people because our like team takes over everything, but we're working with influencers. And so we need you to be willing to do content and willing to show up for your audience and put out that value for our job to be the best that it can be. And so we're looking for those people who are like, want to have a partnership and want to be collaborative and want to have like a holistic view to their marketing. And so they're willing to show up on their organic social media, or maybe it's like podcast or whatever. And we pair that with paid ads and that's when it works so well. And so we're looking for that too. Ooh, yeah, that sounds cool. I like that too. Um, and and if you don't mind me asking, and if you're not comfortable answering, you don't have to. But I'm curious of um, as people go through their you know three months uh, or whatever the package might be that they work with you on to get the data and testing, what your retention rate is for clients these days. Yeah, we, so we track that daily um, and it's over 90% is our average every month. Um, it fluctuates sometimes it's 85 one month and 95 another, but at 90% is our average for the whole year of 2019. Um, and we have, I'm like huge on that metric. We actually put it in our daily huddle on our team mm. to track every day, so... Awesome. Yeah, that's an amazing number. I um, I will let you know that when I was at the summit in California just this last week, I was talking to uh, Ali Ball and some others in uh, Caitlin's, you know, uh, mastermind program. Uh-huh. And um, lots of nice things were said about Hirsch marketing. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> that's an important piece with your, like any business, you got to pay attention to your delivery because otherwise it catches up to you. And that's been um, a huge focus of mine is the actual like client delivery and satisfaction. And I think that's, that's a huge contributing factor to my success for sure. Absolutely. I could see the word of mouth doing its job. People were getting excited. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, yeah, I've been following her. And then they hear referrals basically. So yeah. I'm just wanted to let you know because I thought it was pretty powerful. That's awesome. That makes yeah. me feel good. <laughs> good, good, good. So, all right, listen, we're, I want to be respectful of your time. So we're going to wrap up here, but I want to give you a chance to just let everyone know where do they find you? How do they learn more and see uh, at what capacity maybe they can work with you? Yeah. I mean, honestly, my website is probably the best place to go. Um, Hirschmarketing.com because then you can kind of check out our agency services or check out our program and, or check out my book. If you just want to go that route. I also have a podcast I, I release twice a week. That's um, sounds like yours, like short, a lot of value in it so people can consume it. Um, and so I give, I give away a lot of value because my ideal client is somebody who doesn't want to necessarily do it themselves fully. So I give away a lot on that podcast. Like I'm very transparent and strategic. And so, um, yeah, that comes out every twice a week. So that's another option. And then we release also what I call the Hirsch marketing report every month, which has a lot of behind the scenes strategies and Intel and data from my team, um, from what we're seeing, from what we do. And we release that every month in a PDF. 
there you go, guys. You got a ton of information. I've listened to it. I've scoped it out. There's a lot of value in there for sure. Uh, Emily, uh, our team is sick of Facebook ads, so that's why we're speaking. That's why we spoke to you guys. Um, and we really appreciate you just taking the time here today to um, you know share these ideas, share your story. It's nice just to see how you're developing things uh, and the success that you've had. So appreciate your time. Thanks so much. That's all for this episode. Your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game. Available now on iTunes and Google Play or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast. 